the podcast you're about to listen to may contain explicit language and immoral material. Please listen at your own risk. Welcome, everybody, one and all, to the Mixed Media Force Podcast. The podcast where I trudge the force of media, sneaking out hidden gems for you, the listener. I'm Jason Lampro, and I thank you for joining me. Prepare for fun, laughter, positivity, rants, reviews, and recommendations about all things media. <laughs> we have a special edition episode today. We are doing a mixed media forest. We only do one take. Colabo extravaganza. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. And so I've got my man Turch on here with me from the We Only Do One Take podcast. Jason, Hi, Turch. Jason, how are you, buddy? This has been a long time in the making, mainly because I've been the most lazy person on the face of the earth. <laughs> oh, please. We've all been lazy at this moment. <laughs> I've had so many days off. I don't even know what day it is most of the time. You know, I'm working from home a couple, most of the t- days of the week, and I wake up and I'm like, I've got to make sure that it's actually a work day. One to yeah. one, I actually go to work and turn on the work laptop and put the <laughs> headset on and, and talk to people about contracts and all that sort of fun stuff. And two, not to do that <laughs> and actually sleep. But look in. at all the podcast training you get from it now. Oh. It's a completely different type of talking. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. You drop an F-bomb in the middle of one of those. I, mean, I look at you funny. Depends on the audience. Depends on the audience. <laughs> yeah, true. Maybe they'll think you're bold. I like his choices. He's bold. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't give a care what anybody thinks. He talked to the president and said shit in front of him. <laughs> Sometimes the president needs to be told. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's why I've worked for myself for 10 years. Oh, the only one I can bitch at now is myself. My my partner works for herself, and uh, she infinite loves it more loves it infinitely compared to what when she was working when she works for other people. But in the same sense, it's, uh, the best. it's, it's, it's many, so freeing. It's not many jobs you can do within the government, like working with the government, that you can do by, from yourself. <laughs> <laughs> True. I, mean, I guess you could be a ranger out somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> That's about it. People hey, you need, got a lot of open space out there. Yeah, true. People need, but you know, the government needs uh, financial work and contract work to be made nice and true. smooth to follow all the governance processes, and that's what I do, sadly. <laughs> you know, I try, but man, I watch my governor, and I'm like, oh, geez, <laughs> are they even trying? <laughs> so, what's this episode forty? Because you just had episode, I think, forty-seven out. Now this is this is forty seven right here. Forty seven. This is us because I just heard forty six and you playing Pokemon Go like a pro. Yeah, and yeah, I, I had to I, catch them all. I got to admit, I didn't realize that so many people were still playing. You seem to have like a great community over there in the US playing Pokemon Go. In Australia, it is completely dead, from what I understand. Wow, oh, we're crazy over here. There's just millions of people that play in the big cities. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the grid maps, they're just covered in Pokestops. There's like one on every corner of every block, and um, I just I see people outside constantly. And on the community days, that was the one I recorded during. That was the last community day they had because then all this uh, pandemic stuff happened and and ruined community day last month. 
so uh, that was the last community day and i was like well this this stuff's gonna go stale if i don't if i don't take people along on my adventure with me yeah so i decided to add it to the last episode that was super fun it was one of the things listening to it and it was all nice and uh you know, not nicely put together, and it's good to see that you caught the elusive shiny Rhyhorn. Well, yeah, I got quite a few of them. <laughs> had a, got enough that I could evolve them up, and so I had all three evolutions by the time I was done. Oh, and uh, even found a couple extra things while I was at it. Uh, it's always fun. I, I call myself the shiny magnet because <laughs> I catch shinies so often playing Pokemon Go. That's awesome. That, um, I feel like it's a superpower, and everybody <laughs> asks me, and I'm like you can't be a shiny magnet unless you have it in your heart, you know? And then people are like, screw you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. So we're here to talk uh, media. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, how we're about, done with our intro. How about so you let's start jump us into our media of the week. Uh, let me click the right button. I don't got a drop for the media. <laughs> I was gonna say There's this, no I'm media definitely... drops. We're just, we're just <laughs> dropping in unassisted. I was like, oh shit! I, was, I just picked up my beer to have a drink, and I'm like, oh, click! I gotta click a, uh, I gotta click a drop there. But no, drink up, drink up. Uh, this is where I go through my uh, the best books, movies, shows, music, games, etc. that I've experienced during the week. Fantastic. Apps, um, floppy disks, whatever happens to cross my fancy. You know, magazines. So what have you <laughs> got? For, got those, what, right? do you, what do you want to start off with? Um, you were saying you had a couple of things. Uh, what, what category do they fall under? Oh, Let's start I on have, that. I have a broad spectrum of things that I've been uh, listening to, watching, and all that sort of fun stuff. So whenever you, whatever, whenever you change topic from various topics, I'll jump in. The only thing that I'm terrible at is books. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I almost said. How about books? <laughs> yeah, um, go for it, mate, because your book recommendations are... Look on my notes. Your book I read so many books, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I've got uh, for my weekend books. I read the song and Song of Ice and Fire number three, A Storm of Swords. That's the Game of Thrones books. Yep. And uh, this was like the third time back around reading it. Yeah. But uh, it's so much better now that they've had the show because when I read the books, all these characters I can see in my head now. Yeah. And so the books play out like a movie, but like a better movie with all of the details. <laughs> <laughs> that's really awesome I, I think a lot of like you know I hate to compare things to harry potter because that's always mm -hmm. i hate when people like live through harry potter's vicariously and almost <laughs> like it's it, you know it's a children's book right but it's they were like, good books they got a little more adult as they went yeah ex exactly right but in the same sense people go oh the films are so vivid and fantastic and i feel the opposite way about the yeah, films and the it, books they were vivid but they didn't have half of the information and stuff in them you know yes. you don't get half of the story if you and don't I, read the book and i think it's looking through things with rose tinted glass especially about the first two or three films like and then definitely missed a lot in the third and then after that they just lost the plot i'm like just yeah it's, it's not <laughs> the same i'm sure jk rowling is, is laughing all the way to the bank <laughs> oh she's i think she's a billionaire now i would say so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so wild who would have thought you know just from that first book that was a gosh it was almost like a young adult novel or something it yeah. was like you know kind of shambly written and stuff but just what what became of it was incredible well we're i'm trying to prepare some stuff for our 100th episode on the we only do one take podcast and one of mm -hmm. the things that we're i've been looking at is reading fa terrible fan fictions and that's, that's something <laughs> i'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up with kieran and have a chat about that 
But the big thing that um, I've been having a look at, apparently the um, the the book series Fifty Shades of Grey was actually a fan mm-hmm. fiction of yeah. Twilight. <laughs> they got I picked heard up that. And- I hated those books when they came out. <laughs> Because it's such a subversion. <laughs> you know why those books were so popular? They're not well written. It's not a well-known person that wrote them. The reason they're popular is it's porn you can buy at the grocery store. That's true. That's, That's true. the whole reason. A woman can go in, buy herself a cucumber, buy herself some KY, <laughs> buy the newest Fifty Shades book, and she's all set. And she never had to go to an adult shop. And that is why those books sold off the shelves in grocery stores. This is why men don't like going shopping. I think it's the same. We can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and we know it. We see it, but women don't see it. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> They're just like, oh, that book sounds spicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so just the Game of Thrones this week? So you just smashed that, uh, the third no, book actually, out? I finished another book. Oh, man, you're a I, machine. Uh, I also read, <laughs> I listen to audiobooks, and, and generally I work, you know, six to eight hours a day cleaning house mm. all by myself, so I can listen to audiobooks or yeah. podcasts all day. Uh, I listen uh, I listen to uh, Skin Game, uh, Dressed in Files, book number 15, mm. and this is the last book that's out right now. He's working on number 16, and I'm so sad because the books are so good. <laughs> what, are they, what are they about? Uh, Harry Dresden is a wizard, and he's he's out, and he basically is like a wizard detective. He mm. he solves crimes, he hunts down bad people, he uh, he helps kids that are kidnapped and things. He's he's a super white knight wizard. Uh, he starts out kind of like a a Mickey Spillane detective, like you know, oh, Dame entered my office, you know, she's got, I saw her coming in from her tits and stuff, and then uh. And then it kind of it matures up a little bit. I think maybe people were just bitching at Jim Butcher. Mm-hmm. And so the books mature up a little bit. And he just becomes this this sweetheart, just all for justice. He'd give his life for any one of his friends and vice versa. And, oh, and that's what I love. I love those white knight hero yeah. characters. And he's badass. He's got like all kinds of fun sayings and stuff. So uh, you learn all the sayings and then he's like, then you're like, Forzari! <laughs> so, you know, whenever he's doing his magic, you're like, yes, blast him! I've noticed the theme with yeah, a lot of the books book. that you've been reading and listening to and stuff like that. A lot of uh, fantasy. Fantasy's right up your alley. Yeah, and the other, uh, the other thing about Jim Butcher is that he gets me, like, twice per book. He makes me ball. Oh. Just ball my eyes out. I can't, oh man! I can't even. Think he's of so a, ruthless. I can't. It's think such of a manly adventure, adventure, and then he just hits you with this emotion, and just I, I'll be at a house cleaning, and I'll be just pouring, bawling, <laughs> sobbing, and then like my client will come around the corner and be like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, oh, "Just a really good part. Just, <laughs> this is a really good part." <laughs> I can't remember like the last time. I, I don't. I can't remember the last time I cried at a book, but I think my always. When people go, what is your favorite book of all time? That a book I can continue like read over and over again. It's always To Kill a Mockingbird by uh, Harper Lee. Oh, that's a beautiful book. And the, I mean, you know, the even, you know, even the film is very good. Like it's one of the uh, the best film adaptations of a book ever. Still misses a whole bunch of story, but the things that they focus yep. on are definitely some of the most important parts and understanding of the book. And I think. 
I, I read that book when I was very young, having a mum as an English teacher. Uh, I was mm-hmm. destined to read. Really, really, nice. That was really, uh, that was kind of how my upbringing was. Yeah, I, I knew to, how to read by the time I went into school. Yeah, and yeah. so by like third and fourth grade, I was reading Stephen King novels. Yeah, exactly. And I was very much in the the same sort of boat. And but un, like you know, it was like oh, you read it when you are like you know in year five, and then you read it again, and then you understand more and more of the of the the contextual time, like the time period. And the context of, of what's happening with the people and understanding the characters, how they're why they're interacting in the the way that they do. And by the time you read <laughs> yeah, it as, as an adult, you're like, well, you have a different perspective of it. And I think that's a really good and really uh, that's the sign of a good book and a good film or whatever it is. The characters, when you grow, they grow as well. Mm-hmm. And that's and, why- and it just that book never leaves me not just blown away by the time I'm finished with it. Mm. And then she ruined it by releasing, they released like the second, like the original version of it or the uh, second <laughs> version or the prequel to it. And I was like, yeah, don't read that one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't read that. It's on my to read list, oh. but it's like, I'm not in any hurry. I feel like a lot of the times, sometimes an author just hits that perfect moment yeah. and then they try to go back and reachieve it and it never works out. Exactly right. Exactly right. All right. Well, let's switch it up. We did books. Let's go on to movies. Oh, Have you watched awesome. any good movies? Well, okay. I sort of, my partner and I are not huge. Not that we're not huge. Like, we don't like films. But we always like to laugh. Because, you know, my, my day at work is always far too serious. And then <laughs> I come home. The last thing I want to do is watch serious films. And, like, you know, look, I love The Godfather and all that sort of stuff. And, but every time we watch a film, we always sit down and we usually either pl- watch it with mates or, dr- or play a drinking game or we just want to laugh. Like, you know, we just went back and played and watched Happy, Gil- Happy Gilmore. Nice. Most hilarious films of all time. And then... Oh, classic. And then uh, it came up in our Facebook feed, like, you know, looking into the past. And five years ago, uh, I sent, sent her a whole bunch of pictures of Shooter McGavin just for the sake of <laughs> spamming her timeline and stuff like that. So I did it again, to, did it again today and, and named it International uh, Shooter McGavin Day. But uh, Happy Gilmore was one that I've just watched. But then we like to watch really terrible films. Like we got into Mystery Science Theatre um, mm-hmm. and watched a lot of those films. But in the same sense, we just try to find the worst films we can. And I'll have to say one of the worst, we just watched this recently, and that is a film called Mac and Me. Have you heard of it? Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. That's it's, an ancient film, too. Yeah, it's like the late 18, uh, 1980s, uh, and it was like made by Coca-Cola and McDonald's basically to sell <laughs> Coca-Cola. It's, a tw- it's like a, an hour and a half ad <laughs> for Coca-Cola and McDonald's. And, it sure is. And it sure got, is. And, oh, the special effects. It's, Ooh, oh, it's fantastic. And, you know, it's, it's like E.T. crossed with product placement, strictly for mcdonald's the guy's name is mac i mean you can't go any <laughs> and we watched it with a drinking game involved that every time we saw product placement every time we saw mac do that little weird sound that he does and every time he goes body goes crazy we got real shit faced real oh, quick <laughs> you must have been devastated oh it was great we had a really great time so mac and me highly recommended for a, a film night that when you share be. with friends it's been a long time. Um, yeah, I saw one funny one. Uh, I saw the new Zombieland. I watched Double Tap. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I I too I don't I don't get a lot of movies in uh, because it's hard to sit and put down a two and a half hour movie while you're watching kids. They yeah, just yeah. Uh, they're so loud and, and you're like you start missing the movie and then the next thing you know ten minutes has gone by and you're like what happened? Ah, dang it. So uh, but yeah I did I got Zombieland Double Tap in and. It was okay. I liked the first one better, mm. but it was good for one of those movies that you could watch without watching. Yeah. You know, like you could hear all the punchlines and catch the funny parts, but you didn't have to pay full attention to it, which is kind of a good good one for parenting. You know, <laughs> hey, what are you doing over there? Okay. Ah, that was a good scene. I like that. Hey, 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 stop. Put that. Don't put that in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely it, it's sort of it's always interesting talking to my friends who have kids. It's like what films that they watch, and you're right, they watch films where they can skip five minutes because they've got to tend the child, and then come back and still know what's going on. It's like you know the perfect. That's why I think the perfect show for uh, uh, for parents is soap operas, and that's why they put them in the middle of the day because even if they miss ten episodes, you still roughly know that these two people are trying to make out, and you know Judge Judy for the wife. Yep. <laughs> Because because they're little short segments, yep. a five minute segment, and then you're on to the next one. If you miss one, you'll probably see it again in ten days or something. Yeah, exactly right. So you're never out anything. Yeah, and let's like, see I, what other movies. Did I you can't watch? remember. Like, uh, I can't remember the last film that I watched where it was like a full serious sort of thing. Like, I've watched a lot of documentaries. Like I watched the like I'm a big like you know being a musician, big love music documentaries. I watched one on Led Zeppelin again because I've. That's every single one of them. I love Led Zeppelin. But I just watched the one on Netflix that wasn't one about ZZ Top. Mm. And that was really yeah. awesome. So if you want to hear about the history of ZZ Top, how they got together. I mean, the guitarist was in another band that was supporting Jimi Hendrix. And only wow. knew like 15, like 10 songs or something. And they were supporting Jimi Hendrix. And three of the songs that they used to play were Jimi Hendrix songs. <laughs> So they opened the Jimi that's, Hendrix show by playing Jimi Hendrix songs. Wow, that's probably brought in a bunch of fans at the very beginning there. Yeah, and they, that's they're great. like, man, this stuff rocks. And they, <laughs> they did this whole big tour, this Texas, like Texas around the USA tour, where they brought like farm animals on tour with them and had them in the background. Like Apparently the drummer had this buzzard behind him and he was like threatened by it every night, but it always went like, you know, it was always a calm and this and that. But every night he just thought he was going to get swooped and destroyed by this buzzard. <laughs> That's so I highly awesome. recommend it if you like if you're in, into hearing about bands and hearing them play tunes and stuff like that. Always a good one to watch. Yeah, it might be like a uh, Pink Floyd. Oh man, that's one of those ones from way back. Just uh, can't ever get enough of or a uh, Rush. Oh yeah, Rush. There's a Rush documentary. <laughs> Have you seen the Rush documentary on Netflix? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, but um, that's a fantastic one. But I should. One. I should for Neil. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll put down that one for Neil. Yeah, All right. What else do we got? Um, I watched a couple more movies, but they're just a couple of fantasy ones. Yeah. Uh, we'll just uh, no, go we'll push it. those aside. How about we go to shows? Oh, shows. Go for it, mate. You start. I've been talking way too much on your show. <laughs> oh, you're all good. I never have anyone else on the show. It's good to not have to talk the whole time. <laughs> all right. For shows, what did I watch as I fill time while I look through my notes? <laughs> Um, I watched all of, uh, I binged this one. I watched all of, I'm not okay with this on Netflix. Uh, what's that one about? Um, it's a girl who develops, um, telekinetic powers mm -hmm. very slowly. And, uh, she, it's basically her 
trying to figure out what's going on with her body. And it starts as one of those uh, ones where they give you the ending at the beginning right. and you're like, Oh, Holy fuck. You know? And then, and then they're like, roll it back. You know? And then, and then you start out, you know, with the girl in the happy little home and, and all this. And, and then you find out how she gets to, to this really fucked up part that you see at the very beginning of the show. <laughs> and it was fun. Um, I, it was nice because a lot of those teeny bopper drama type shows, tend to like either be too teeny bopper mm. or just um, like really repetitive. Mm. You can kind of guess where they're going with everything. And uh, with that one, I, I was kept guessing the whole time. Yeah. And there was always a new surprise. It was like, Oh, Hey, Whoa. I didn't expect that. That it's was cool. It's interesting. You say that, you know, something new popping up and you couldn't expect what was going on. But yet the start of that, you said that like you saw her powers Oh, well, end. you see, like, you see hardcore, <laughs> but you, you just don't know. It, yeah. it's, it's given to you in such a context that you're just like, how in the shit, you know, how is, how, how did she get in this predicament? And then, you know, and then you zip back and, and have to go through everything. It's always, but it was a fun binge. I think I it was think, only like eight episodes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's always interesting when it comes to shows like that. It's not about what, like, I think that's why they always redo um, superhero uh, what do you call it? Like how they got their powers, like uh, in like that the initial story of a superhero, because it's more interest, almost usually more interesting of how they became the person that they are, rather than what they <clears> do <throat> once they are the person that they are. Or you know, so it's those those initial stories are the you know origin stories. That's the word I'm looking for. Are the more interesting. Yeah, ones. definitely. It, well, it's great to have that origin story too, because I hate it when you start out with a character and they're just like super powerful and they they can do all these things, but they they have to slowly pepper in how it happens throughout the show. I'd I'd prefer to just go through the origin, find out what's going on, get my bearings, and then go on. Like like the second season, she's just gonna. I think she's just gonna start in, you know, full powered, yeah. and we're gonna see where she's gonna take it. Yeah. And I think we can all agree what we really need is is a new, um, like you know, a new film of Spider Man with his origin story. I think we're really lacking that in this climate, and I think another Super uh, Spider Man origin story will really help people understand the story of Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, if only they'd stop taking so many liberties. I hate <laughs> Sony owning Spider Man. Like. They're trying, but I swear to God, all of their writers have never read any of the comics. <laughs> they just, they're like, this guy looks kind of scary. Let's put him in. And, um, oh, look at this imposing guy here. Let's put him together. <laughs> they'll team up and they'll go against Spidey like that. Oh, that's totally going to get Spidey. I'm very, uh, look, it's true. But in the same sense, you can't not <laughs> admit that Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire is the greatest uh, version of Spider-Man and the greatest Spider-Man <laughs> film. Out of all the all the films that, that super made. super emo Spidey. <laughs> oh man, when he was getting all angry because of the Venom suit. Er, magic. Yeah, it was magic. Yeah, yeah. that was good. <laughs> it was on What Were They Thinking? Have you have you seen the What Were They Thinking or listened to the What Were They Thinking podcast yet? No, no, I haven't had the opportunity. It's, it's a great one. They take all of these really crappy movies and they watch them. They subject themselves to them. <laughs> And then they go through the movie, and it's it's hilarious. It's one of, it's one of my faves. That's awesome. I love that sort of stuff. Again, really bad films. I think there's just something, you know, it's like watching the film like The Room. 
Like you watch that uh-huh. and you can just enjoy it because like that you can tell someone put their heart and soul into getting a product that they think is going to be masterful and to see it fail. That's on- exactly how I feel about my podcast. It's like, <laughs> it's crappy, but you can enjoy it because it's so crappy. You know, he put so much work into it and it sounds like crap, but at the same time, like feel the heart and the love that goes into the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love. I'm all about the love. <laughs> Uh, so what other films have you watched? Uh, we're still on shows. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, I watched all of... Uh, it's all good. I watched all of Letterkenny Season 4. Right. And what's that, that one? That one is fun. Yeah? Um, that's... Um, my gosh. I. This is the first time I've had to explain it. <laughs> um, do you like... Do you like the dialogue in Kevin Smith movies? Yes. Then you would like Letterkenny. Right. Because right. it is dialogue heavy nice. and it's it's these guys up in canada and they have just crazy accents <laughs> they've got the most hilarious names for things and stuff um just all these weird cultural references you know that, that i don't know but are so funny you know that you're talking to an australian like we've got funny accents as well and we've got weird words for things and all that stuff. but then again <laughs> totally <laughs> americans compared to you, us australians over here <laughs> oh for sure <laughs> I, i've I've always been like, um, I'm really good with accents. It doesn't matter what the accent is. I've always understood people really yeah. well. Yeah. And so accents really have never phased me. But the the Letterkenny guys, here and there, it's like, wow, that's a uh, that's over the top. You know, let me let me re-listen to what he just said for a second, just to just to see if I can catch it. And it's hilarious. And there's so much potty humor and stuff. And uh, there's fights and just just all the raucous fun stuff that. It's, you know. it's always interesting watching um, US television shows compared to either UK or even Australian television television comedy shows because I feel mm. like the UK and and especially Australian television comedy shows are like we love taking the piss out of ourselves. Mm. Uh, like you know, for a great example of that we've got a show in Australia called Kath and Kim. And it's like early, like mid nineties, early two thousand sort of show, and it's about two women from a certain area of Melbourne, which is where I live, and they have like this really like I guess you guys have rednecks, we have bogans, but like mm-hmm. they're, yep. upper, they're yep. sort of upper class bogans, uh, or mid, you know, middle- oh, so they're like the the Beverly Hillbillies of Australia. Kind of, but the kind of thing like they've always lived in the city. <laughs> like they, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't stumble on oil or anything like that. They just oh, so it's like a uh, like Shit's Creek. I guess so. Yeah, but kind of like have... the family of Shit's Creek. They're just they're so dysfunctional, but they're rich, you know, and they yeah. just uh, they don't even understand life because they. But I wouldn't even they say have that... so much. And I wouldn't even say that they're rich. Like I would say, like middle class, this and that. But they they think they're like you know better than some people and they're not better than some other people. But they really just take the piss out of themselves when it comes to their day to day activities. And I think Australians and even the UK with shows like I guess The Office is like that, like the UK mm-hmm. version. And it, same with the same with shows like The Inbetweeners. Like you know Australians watch that and go, "That's really Certainly. funny, great show." Whereas American comedies like they took the uh, The Office and really changed it. And I've been watching. The show that I've been watching, you know, this is how I segued back in, is I've been watching the American <laughs> the segues version. Segways are hard. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching the, the, recently the American version of The Office. And mm. I've actually never watched it before. 
And I know that's almost yeah, sacrilegious. Yeah, I only watched about the first season. I know everybody is like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've only watched well, the first in season. In Australia, more people have watched the UK one because we all love Ricky Gervais here and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So for me... I love him too. Yeah. And for, but like the characters, like, you know, the Ricky Gervais one is definitely like racist and really egotistical. Whereas the Michael Scott character um, is like more of a, a depressed guy trying to be the manager he thinks he is in his head and trying to prove it to everyone else. And it's a slightly different character arc. And I think the fact that that, like, even that slight difference between the uh, Ricky Gervais and the Steve Carell mm-hmm. version of the boss, um, you know, it really, it, it shows the dichotomy of the types of comedy, two different countries, despite the fact they're both Western, like more yeah, than the other. Yeah, it really changes the dynamic of it. Yeah, exactly right. I'm not For saying sure. it's a bad thing. It's just different. And, like, you know, coming, and I don't know, like how much Australian comedy comes across from, you know, to the U S from, from the, uh, from Australia, but, It'd be interesting, like, I can only recommend shows like Kath and Kim, um, you know, uh, uh, what else is a great Australian? Yeah, and I sure I don't get a bunch of the Australian stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I go to, I, if there's just some random show on, it'll yeah, be yeah. Um, The Goldbergs, yeah. or like Ridiculousness. There's a show called or, Lunatics. Or, or, Lunatics came out on you on, Net, on <clears> Netflix. And is that, that was, the Aussie Ridiculousness? Uh, no, it's, it's one guy. Like or is Chris, it like Jackass? No, nah, that's called. It's 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 a one comedian, Australian comedian called J- uh, Chris Lilly, and he plays all the all the characters that you follow. So he, he's a um, uh, he's a South Af- uh, South African woman who does uh, psychotherapy on dogs. He's also uh, plays <laughs> another character in in Sydney who's a real estate agent who's really up himself, and but he's all like that's that show <laughs> Lunatics. But back in the day, he he did a show called Australian of the Year. You know, I think it was Australian of the Year. Uh, we could be heroes. My mistake. And it was the search for the Australian of the Year. And he played all these characters that had done heroic things. That <laughs> and they were nominated like for potentially Australian of the Year. None of them win, but they would all do stupid things. Like one guy saved a guy, saved a kid from a, a jumping castle. One has um, one. F- leg shorter than the other and he's going to roll <laughs> going to uh like roll on her side from i can't remember where into uh, like across australia you know <laughs> all that sort of thing and then another one is you know uh this girl in high school like this oh like really privileged white girl from australia like you know 16 17 year old sponsoring 88 children in africa you know and it's just the story of them wow up to 88 of them yeah. that's like 88 dollars a month yeah yeah and it's just a really funny sort of like over exaggerated characters uh but they're all played by one guy so he dresses up as the, the girl dresses up as the guy dresses up as this and that and it just every i gotta applaud him that's a lot of work yeah and it's amazing it's only like six episodes as well and it just it just flows through and it's just fantastic character study of of him going through and there's had been some spin-offs from that uh from that show as well so there's some australian right on, comedy awesome. for you <laughs> cool yeah uh let's uh let's go into games have you played any games 
Oh, I'm really bad with video games. I've got to admit. It could be any kind of games. I can, you can do board games. That's media. Well, it's that's media, true. baby. That's true, actually. Well, look, we're, we're, we're in the lockdown at the moment. We're in lockdown. You can at the moment. play Atari 2600. <laughs> we've been, uh, so what we've been trying to do is still make sure we're still talking and seeing and having fun with our friends. So have you played the j- series of Jackbox games? Uh, I have. It's been uh, several years now, yeah. but uh, they were really fun when I played them. Yeah, well, they just released, I think, another one not too long ago. Ended up buying it on Steam uh, because it was on sale, and we've been playing that like every Saturday night. We whip it open. Everyone grabs drinks. We wear funny hats awesome. so we can stream to each other, and, and we all play that with you know with everyone everyone's couples at, at, at each other's homes uh, with that. But, Man, I got to get one of these fancy computer things that everybody's got. Yeah, oh, They're pretty cool. Yeah, and then uh, the only other game I've really been playing um, is I've, I just re-downloaded or just purchased again because I can't find the CDs and my computer doesn't have a CD drive anymore, uh, is Unreal Tournament 2004. Nice. And I'm back the into that. Carnage. Yeah, and I loved it when I was, I don't know, like you know, 14 or whatever, whenever it came out and, and I played it back then. And I've just started playing it again on and off. And I can't play video games for like five, ten hours like I used to when I was a younger. That was my uh, Warcraft days. Yeah, right about then. That was that was when I was big into Warcraft. I can't do that anymore. I I think I just don't have the like the the mental capacity to do that. Like to keep stimulated for that long anymore. Uh, but oh, and it's just it's so hard on the body to sit there for eight hours yeah. playing Warcraft during the day. It's terrible for but, you. But even playing Unreal Tournament, like. I've lost all of my ability. I thought, yeah, I'll just put it on the regular thing. This is what I like. You know, this uh, this uh, slightly advanced technical level. I get in the game, like, oh my god, I'm getting absolutely destroyed <laughs> by even the computer. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna ease down the difficulty and ease my way back into into the fray. I'm that way too. I love playing games and I love beating games, but some games are so difficult for me. <laughs> I love a game. I love a game that I don't have to turn the difficulty down and beat it. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I accomplished something. <laughs> I'm truly a man now. I'm sort of the same. <laughs> what about yourself? What have you been doing with the, on the video game front? Uh, well, I got some money from the government, and I figured <laughs> since I was going to have to sit at home anyway, I uh, I went and I got a social distance copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been playing thing, the shit out of it. The only thing I've heard about that is Tifa's tits aren't as big as they were in the original game, and I feel like that's true. Little, and I feel like that's a really that that's not capturing the spirit of the original game. <laughs> true, they're less blocky though. <laughs> they don't look like squares now. Is that the compromise? I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It, she's just got smaller, more supple breasts now. <laughs> Oh, I'm amazed at all these video <laughs> they, games. They like, should have just showed some nipple or something yeah. to make up for it. <laughs> oh, it's well, when did that game come out? Like the 1990s? 1997, I think. See, 19 the 1990s um was the period of time like, you know, think about the TV show Friends was the time mm-hmm. of girls not wearing bras and seeing nipples oh, through yeah. shirts all Rachel, the time. Rachel, every episode. Every episode. I know, because Friends is on every <laughs> night. My wife watches two or three episodes of Friends before we go to bed. <laughs> and I don't mind looking up every now and again and seeing Rachel's nips and be like, mm, mm, That's mm, fine yeah. by me. Fine by me as well. But it's, it's always, you know, 
that game came out in the 1990s, the spirit of the 90s should be should be pushed through onto that game. <laughs> I think so too. Where's the nipples, you guys? Come on. They, you know what they made up with it? Uh, they, they curse way more in the game uh, now than they did in the first one. I almost so think like I almost think they say like, shit and yeah. asshole and yeah. I, I think it's just like a, we're trying to be mature, so make them say some bad words. Yeah, maturity is not just saying bad words, you know. Like you know, even <laughs> our, sure. even I was our, saying those when I was four. Yeah, even my even the podcasts, you know, we we say it's like always explicit, but I'm like, what, some, most episodes we don't even really swear, or if we do, it's only yeah. for effect, or we think it's funny, or you know, when we're we're teasing a video person on a video that we're watching, that's that's about true. it. <laughs> uh, so Final true. Fantasy Seven, a, a true a true mind doesn't need profanity. <laughs> Exactly. It's just a nice spice. Yeah. It's a song. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than Final Fantasy, that's been about it for games. Uh, oh, no, I do have a an app game that I've been playing the yeah. holy hell out of. Uh, Best Fiends. Right, what's that one? Whatever you do, do not download that game. Oh, is it that bad? <laughs> just, just pass it by. There, yeah. There's advertisements for it all over the place. Just, just keep walking. This is not the game you want to play because... I started playing that game like, oh, I'll check this out. See, I'm on level 330 now, and I don't even know where this game ends. It's one of those, like, bubble witch type games where you can just play, like, 600, 800, 1,000 levels into yeah. the game. And um, oh, it's taking up a lot of my extra time. It's becoming a real time suck. I remember the f- when I started working in the city, uh, like, you know, starting my first full-time job. The first thing I did was downloaded for my phone a Game Boy emulator and ended up playing Pokemon on the train to work and back every <laughs> awesome. day. And that was great until I decided that I couldn't be, like, you know, it got to the state of my mind where I couldn't just focus on my phone for that long anymore. Like, I've been staring at a screen all the day. But I uh, I, I think the last, like, phone game I got, I downloaded, um like, a solitaire game, and I played that for a bit. Yeah. But, uh, the They're pretty game, few and far between anymore. Yeah. I used to be really bad about it. But there's so many of those freemium ones that want money for this and money for that. And once you start playing me a bunch of ads and stuff, I'm done. It sort of I'm out. Sort of detracts from the way that you you know your your enjoyment from the game. The only thing I yeah, can say yeah. to, to get away from it, the only thing I can say to do, and it may not work in the U.S., but it definitely works in Australia. Turn your phone on airplane yeah. mode. Oh, there you go. And it gets um, all yeah, the just ads. Have good content. Yeah, that too. Pokemon Go, I don't have to pay anything. I can play Pokemon Go all day long. Yeah. They never give me an advertisement. And those motherfuckers are rich. Yeah. Are rich from Pokemon Go. I'm so a, they am- kill you. I'm amazed that they keep updating that because obviously people are still paying for. Oh, yeah. They like, pay for all the missions. Uh, yeah. The people are still buying Pokeballs and, yeah. and everything in the shops. And... When I, like, I, played, I played that for you know about a month or so. And I remember ending up with so much crap, like so many Pokeballs and this and that. I'm like, how do people run? How do people run out? <laughs> oh, no. You get to like, uh, I get this. I've got this thing called the gotcha. Yeah. And it, it catches for me and it spins stops for me. Oh, oh, so I turn it on and I leave for work. And then as I drive around, every stop that I drive by, it spins. Yeah. And all of the Pokemon that it can catch as I go, it catches. And so you have to have like, you know, 100 balls or so in yeah. your in your Inventory bag there. just to make sure you have enough to to go through the hour or so that the yeah. uh, the Pokeball Plus, the gotcha's on. 
and it'll catch you 60 or 70 Pokemon. And, you know, sometimes if you're lucky, you get another shiny in there, you know, or you get a hundo or something like, oh, another hundo. Yeah. yeah. Add to the collection. I'm catching them all. I'm catching them all. Just, just hacking your way through the game. That's the way. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, it's those little boosts of endorphin that you get from your magical <laughs> digital box. That's right. That's right. But that's all I had for all the right, video games. Uh, <laughs> was, that, was that about all you had, too? That's all I had. Uh, let's skip out of the media and go on to our next segment. Uh, let's do Podwatch. All right. Podwatch. Yeah. Oh, that was so beautiful, wasn't it? <laughs> A lot of the times when I do on Podwatch is I'll, um, as I'm talking, I'll like pepper in like the Podwatch thing over and over, but that one's kind of long, so <laughs> I'm not going to do it with that one. But uh, but it's pretty funny. Sometimes I'll be talking and I'll be like, on this episode, I'm Podwatch, and just interrupt myself with it. <laughs> Yeah, little little fun things to keep yourself entertained. Mm. So uh, so let's just um, I'll pick two podcasts that I listen to, and you can pick two that you listen to. Yeah, we'll just so go back to back. I'll do one, you do one. Go for it, buddy. All right, first podcast: uh, Phone Losers of America. Yeah, Brad Carter, Brad Carter, and Phone Losers of America podcast. I am immature, and I still love phone pranks so much, <laughs> even though they're so much harder to do now. And technology is so much better. You have to have, like, spoofing uh, technology and stuff so that people can't call you back or trace the call back. Yeah. Well, there's this guy, Brad Carter, and he's already gotten in trouble by the FBI for doing some uh, some it, hacking that he shouldn't losers, have done. Yeah? Some phone, phone losers, yeah? yeah? Yeah. So what happened was since he got in trouble with the FBI and he owed a whole bunch of money, he started a podcast Why not? where he does prank calls. To pay back the FBI for for what he owes them. I actually know a little bit about this, and actually segues into the one of the podcasts that I was going to talk about. Uh, I heard nice. him on the Dick Show. Now, do you know? Do oh you know, yeah, I listened to the Dick Show. It's one of my favorite shows, and he was on the Dick Show, and he was saying that the reason why he got caught because someone sent him a list of contact details from people that have made complaints at a shopping center mm-hmm. or shop, mm-hmm. like you know. Uh, mall or whatever, and he was just calling that regist- people off that registry, and that's how they caught him. But they ended up giving him the hard drive with all that data back as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, so definitely, look, the yeah. Dick, Sh- Dick Show is definitely one of my um, favorite podcasts. I've listened to the Dick Masterson. He was on um, uh, another show with a show- with a gentleman named Maddox, and he. Um, mm. They did yeah, like, Maddox gets talked about a lot on Phone Losers too. Yeah, I, yeah. I think those got, those all kind of circle around each other been, a little yeah, bit, inter- interrelated in some sort of way. But definitely, yeah. But they, um, but Dick was on a show with Maddox, uh, and that's how I found it through that way, uh, called the, mm-hmm. the biggest problem in the universe back in the day. Uh, nice. Biggest problem in the universe, and they just you know that's a it's a good name. It's great, and they just you know Dick and Maddox would just talk about like you know they'd bring in problems like everything from like female genital mutilation to you know having uh, pooping in your pants as problems. <laughs> nice. People would vote on it, and it was a great community. And then you know, <laughs> and Dick goes through all the whole thing like you know they broke up like the, and they did their own two shows. And Maddox is not doing too well now, and Dick is doing fantastically. Like I think making a twenty five k a month mm-hmm. on Patreon and all that. Uh, he's stuff. got me as a new listener. Oh, <laughs> I just great. actually started listening to him because Brad was talking about him yeah. on Phone Losers, and I was like, I'll, I'll check him out. Uh, there was some controversy that he was going through about a, a venue. 
Yeah, and yeah, so was, I was like, I'll I'll look into that. I'll check it out was, because Brad was getting involved and he stuff. He was meant to do a, uh, a, like a death of Maddox because Maddox finally stopped all of his podcasts for his two hundredth episode, but uh, the venue shut down because of the COVID stuff, and he's really upset and uh, he loves all these conspiracies, like not really conspiracy sort of stuff, but he's sort of like we don't need to do this <laughs> conspiracy light. Yeah, 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 conspiracy light, all the fun stuff, you know. So definitely the Dick Show. And obviously phone losers has been on there as well. So it's sort of, uh, yeah, nice little segue there of, of uh, interconnectivity like we're doing now. <laughs> Heck yeah, that's awesome. I love that they, I love that they correlate. Mm. Uh, my second podcast on Podwatch <laughs> is uh, the Untrained Eye podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I see these guys on, I saw these guys on Twitter a whole bunch and I was like, I got to check them out. Yeah. And uh, they're getting some notoriety now. DJ and Beth. Uh, they're great hosts. They play off of each other well. They got good banter, and they they like to argue. And uh, it's it's never like like hardcore arguing, but it's enough that you can get there's a little heat sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that stuff just um, it's real. I love the I love the realness of it because it's like it's just him flicking shit at his at his woman, you know, and then she <laughs> flicks it back and. And uh, it's got a lot of heart to it. I, I like those kind of podcasts. I'm I'm really glad that my partner and I don't do a podcast together because it would that like as much as the <laughs> we only do one take podcast is a shit show. That would def that like that. I don't think that would last more than two episodes. It would be very it'd be very hard to do that sort of stuff. The distance between Kieran and I sometimes allows us to bring in stuff that we wouldn't want to talk about with anybody else. And uh, hopefully, <laughs> other people enjoy it. Uh, the other podcast for sure uh, because you'd hear about it later. You'd yeah. be, she'd be like, "Hey, what about what you said earlier? Remember? Oh, Everybody my, heard about that pa- now, pa- right?" My partner listens to all the episodes because she's friends with Kieran as well, and uh, sometimes she goes, "Like, you know, she'll go, that was really shit. That wasn't funny, or <laughs> like that one or two times she comes back and goes, that was really good. That bit, I'm like, yes, fine. Like, you know, it's only taken us nearly a hundred episodes, but we're there." Oh, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take the criticism if my wife listened. <laughs> oh, I, I love it because it, it, it just pushes me to try to write funnier jokes or put together funnier bits. You know, if if I you know you know I how did... I know a joke is good when I tell my wife and she doesn't laugh. That's a good joke. <laughs> yeah, of course, because I've said this before on the on our podcast. But I guess you know uh, everyone can take this sort of to heart. Uh, men don't have a joke filter. And it's really important. Mm-hmm. And once you understand that, and once women understand that, you know, uh, they'll finally understand why we think everything is funny. Because we'll just think of a joke. It'll come into our head. Instead of going, mm, is that a good joke to say? We just say it and hope for the best. Yes. And mm-hmm. if one guy gives us a smirk, a smile, a, a little like nod, a wink or whatever, we you just go, win. that was great. That means I'm going to do a second one, <laughs> which is going to be even <laughs> you worse. <win. laughs> you know? And yeah, and then you ramp it up. Yeah, you go up one Next notch. level. You're going to go to the next level. And I feel like because I've got Kieran and we've been friends for like 10 years or 15 years or something stupid like that on the show, <laughs> we just egg each other on where by the end of yep. the episode, unless you've had three or four drinks, <laughs> you're not, sometimes you're not going <laughs> to like what we say. You know, I think I said a joke not too long ago about how oh, it was – I said it multiple times about how Americans, like it was good that – you know that they can keep their guns because of stories like where people will shoot themselves in the foot and they get run over by a deer. 
you know, it's 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 jokes like that that make that make uh, that make us laugh anyway. Yeah, me too. Everything that um, <laughs> that probably offends all the easily offended, that's my favorite jokes. I, I love to joke with my wife in the store, and then right when I drop the punchline, I raise my voice up <laughs> one octave and drop that punchline so that the couple of people standing around can hear too. And I love that look of shock on some old lady's face like, oh, I can't believe he said that in the store. <laughs> that's the best. It- I think I get all stored up in my brain because I'm in such a, you know, corporate environment dealing with contracts and financials. And when I come home, I'm just like, I've got 50 jokes. I need to say them all, all at the same time. (laughs) I need to get these out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I go to bed. Otherwise, you know, and I'm still there writing crap. But uh, another podcast I'd like to give give a shout out to, and I listen to this every single week, is the Karaoke Big E podcast. I've had the lovely opportunity of having them on our show. And having and us and uh, me being on their show as well, and we send in clips to them all the time of me and Kieran singing and playing music and having a joke and laugh and this and that. And the funny way we met is because I reviewed them, and they took like I basically roasted them, and mm-hmm. they took huge offense to it. <laughs> and I'm like, I really do. Love I remember you. that. So, I remember them talking about that episodes and episodes back. I've listened to their entire library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do remember that was probably like twenty episodes or so Give back. Take, I do yeah, remember yeah. them saying like, "Oh, we got we got one review," and "Oh <laughs> shit," you know, "Oh damn," you know. You know and you go back. I don't to think listen. that they. I don't think they realized you were joking at first for well, sure. Like, you know, look, there was some. Like, it's like a bit of a mix of like really hard, like harsh truths and bits of like you know, yeah, we are going to give you a little bit of shit because it's funny. And because mm-hmm. of that, it just it made me laugh. And I just thought, like, <laughs> you know, like, you don't review something and tell them, like, you're, you're the worst thing in the world and then tag them on a social media platform unless you want, like, a completely negative <laughs> response. But I just tagged them thinking, oh, you might get a laugh out of this. I, I love you guys. I'm, this, I, I'm the same. I listen to the entire back catalogue at this mm-hmm. point, you know, especially now. But like then I listened to, like, 30 episodes, you know? And I was just like, you guys are great. Like it's fun. It's stupid. And that's what a podcast is. And that's what I need sometimes when I'm at work. And that's what a lot of people are looking for in a show. They don't want to hear so many gruesome stories about, I don't understand why there are so many podcasts about true crime. Like I don't me get it either. You know? That stuff turns me off. Yeah, I've, like, oh. I've heard about most of it. It makes me squeamish. Like it's gross. I know those people are out there. I'd rather not have anything to do with them. And I, I have the fortunate opportunity of working with a lot of police officers, especially in Victoria. And I'm just like, ah, I don't want to, don't want to hear any more about this. I get enough about that through my emails at work, you know. So certainly, now, you know, the other one that's the scourge of podcasting right now, D and D podcasts. Oh. If you come at me with a D and D podcast, eat one. I don't care anymore. You know what? You should find one and. Come on our show and we'll review a D&D podcast properly. And we'll get, we'll <laughs> yeah, but then I'd have to listen to one. Yeah, okay, but that's the, the only fun. D&D podcast that I've listened to so far that I've that I've enjoyed is the uh, the one by the McElroy brothers. Okay. The um, Bim Bam guys. They do the uh, the Adventure Zone. And they, they went in fresh. They didn't know how to play D&D when they yeah. went in. And it was kind of fun watching them learn and they were able to kind of keep it open so yeah. it was more story related than than just sitting and rolling dice the whole time but half of the time i hear a D podcast 
and all you hear the whole time is roll, 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 roll in the background, and it gets so annoying. We should we should start a D and D podcast. I've never played, and I'm pretty sure I can drink my way through the rules. I, you know, I used to I used to when I was um in my like late teens, early twenties for a little bit. It was my, fun. My brother plays, and he's very good at it, and he does all the writing and stuff like that. Very like you know. I, I was the one that really good at talking. He was the really academic one. Nice. He still does all that sort of stuff. And very smart. And he got my partner and I to play it. And we I just made a mockery of it. And then I died. Because I'm pretty sure he just got, he got me killed for the sake of killing me. <laughs> <laughs> just to get me out of right the game. Right away, too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think it was like 10 minutes. He was like, and uh, the door opens and you get shot by an arrow. And I'm like, well, that sucks. <laughs> oh, you walked right into a trap, yeah. man. Sorry. Yeah. And then Jess is still playing. <laughs> did that on purpose yeah. he was being sneaky uh, hey can i bring in a mr new... steal your girl oh no right hey can i bring a something new for your podcast which i know you uh, from what i've listened to which is most of it now you don't do and i thought like this would be something cool that i could bring in what do i not do you don't do anything about youtube oh you know what i do have a couple of little youtube things like way back in the day but yeah, you're right, yeah. and I do I do watch a lot of YouTube. And I watch so much, like, I think YouTube is probably the, for me anyway, apart from listening to podcasts and this and that, is probably the way I get most of my media, because coming from, I mm-hmm. guess, my our generation, we grew up watching stuff on YouTube, and all these niche things about video games, and especially mm-hmm. for me as a musician, and, and stuff like that, and understanding stuff, there was no television shows or anything like that available when we were young about the topics that we really wanted to know about. But YouTube's got everything. But it's got everything. Everything. It's, Anything you want to see. Exactly right. So I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to give you two YouTube channels and I think you should nice. def- definitely check out straight from the We Only Do One Take podcast brain of, of me. So one of them uh, is uh, called All Gas No Breaks. Have you ever seen anything from him? <laughs> I haven't. The name sounds a little teeny bit familiar. Yeah, yeah. So there's this one guy, he goes around to all these weird conventions, like the Adult Video Network one. He went down to the Flat Earth Convention. He went to um, uh, he went to Coachella out in the desert and all these other weird things like that. And he just interviews people and just cuts it all together into a nice five to ten minute YouTube video. And they're always so funny because he plays it. It's like, he's like a character from uh, Airplane or Flying High, whatever you guys call it in the USA, where every, he yeah. plays everything 100% straight. So he'll be asking people like, you know, why does this conspiracy theory do to you? And they're showing, you know, ne- like, you know, he's at the adult video community. How much is it for some, why do you do this job? And she's standing there naked with her tits out trying to sign signals. <laughs> and it's like this totally surreal. Like he's like a, like, you know, like the Louis, like a, in, uh, completely insane Louis Thoreau, and I love that sort of stuff. So I highly <laughs> recommend checking that out, especially when you go yeah, to definitely the, the straight man, right? Yeah, on. yeah, and like he goes to the fairy convention, and you can actually see like it's the only time he ever cracks a smile, and it's absolutely hilarious. That's that's one of the things I like about you guys is uh, between you and Kieran, uh, he's like your straight guy. <laughs> so you bounce all the craziness off of him, and then he kind of like tries to hold you down a little bit, like ah, let's 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 back up off of that point for a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was saying to him after a show because the show doesn't end once we once we turn off the recording stuff. 
it just sort of keeps going and then we keep me- I keep messaging him stuff and he complained that I didn't tell him about Tiger King and I'm like oh I just thought yep. like that for me that was too mainstream like for for, for me to go oh, you need to watch Tiger King well I'll message him and go you need to watch all gas no breaks or I think I've brought this into the podcast or I wanted to bring this in which is my next YouTube thing uh, it's called uh, let me just double check the name of it I want to get it wrong it's called it's called I choose Hampshire have you heard about yeah. this? <laughs> huh, like like Hampshire, like the state? Uh, more like Rapture. Think Rapture from the Fallout. Oh, uh, I gotcha. Yeah. So okay. what this guy does, he's decided that, and he's been doing this for like 10 years. What he's decided to do, he's upset that, you know, we he expected in the 2000s that we would be having living, we would be able to live underwater and underwater bases. So instead of waiting for technology to catch up, he's decided that he's going to develop his own technology to create underwater <laughs> habitats for uh, hamsters. Wow. Successfully. <laughs> With triple locks, this and that, it goes under. He got the, ham- ha- uh, the, the ham- uh, ham- hamsters are under there for like up to two, three weeks at a time. No ham- uh, hamster has ever died by these tests. <laughs> well, he records he's got good test subjects in case something does go wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, but he does it all himself. He does that, and it's an absolutely fantastic thing. You can sponsor him on Patreon and stuff like that as well. He makes like a thousand bucks a month just doing this sort of stuff. But he's developing <laughs> wow, this technology. He's uh, talked to like Russian astronauts cause, and taking ideas from them. But I just like you know I on the, uh, I don't know if you guys had this but back in the day on Australian TV on like the free like the um community channel um they used to be like it used to be called Fish Cam and they just used to film like when they didn't have anything on just the, the a fish tank and th- this is the same like he like he live streams some of the the, ha- the hamsters in their captivity, but it's infinitely more interesting knowing that this is a hamster under the water in a in a captivity wow. in a cage that he's built and put underwater himself. <laughs> That's wild. And he's got this. Big I wonder website. what the hamsters think. They're like, it's kind of dark in here. Well, <laughs> he puts lights and everything in there, but hamsters. He was like, you know, he's discussed it before on on his on his on his YouTube channel and stuff, but hamsters are short-sighted. So they actually, oh, far-sighted. Mm-hmm. So they can't see anything further than the box anyway. Than the wall. Yeah, the they're wall. pretty much enclosed most of their exactly. lives anyway. Exactly right. So he goes, yeah, I put all the food down there. The water comes in through this and that. And then they've got the hamster wheel and a place to sleep and they don't care. And the only reason why he has to bring it back up is to clean out the cages. <laughs> wow. So highly That's recommended. Wild. What a, what a way to make a thousand dollars a month, you right. know? And he puts puts all of that money to good use. It's it's amazing the techno the, the stuff that he's developing. <laughs> probably it probably is expensive to make those. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I do like YouTube. I don't add enough YouTube. Um, I think that um the few that I've done so far is I did the uh, the scientifically accurate videos. Yeah, and it's they take uh they take the old cartoon theme songs for Ninja Turtles and Ducktales and Sonic the Hedgehog, and they make it scientifically accurate. <laughs> so like they talk about how like on Sonic the Hedgehog they talk about how hedgehogs eat their own babies mm. and cover themselves in poop and you know it just all these disgusting hedgehog facts instead of the Sonic the Hedgehog song or the 
DuckTales one, you know, it's just like all about how ducks rape each other right. and they rape people, they rape members of their own family is and it, they have corkscrew dicks and stuff. And, uh, oh is man, it, those ones it, are so fun. And they, they give you that nostalgic boost because yeah. you hear the old song. <laughs> but then they're super funny too with yeah. like just the stuff that they talk about cracks you up. That's awesome. The Ninja Turtles one is super good. <laughs> and then uh, the other one that I did before for YouTube stuff was I did the uh, – oh, man. I can't think of the name of the series now. There's this guy that does these animal shows. Mm. And they're like they're like five to ten minute animal clips, and they're all about a certain. Um, I think they're also called like scientifically accurate. Mm. Uh, it's like scientifically accurate uh, mantis shrimp or something. And it's this guy, and he talks like he comes in like he's like he's doing a nature show. You know, it's like these mantis shrimp, they walk along the bottom of the ocean <laughs> until they find something that they can fuck with. You know, and then he like goes into just. <laughs> Completely. Those ones are pretty funny too. Oh, I should, awesome. yeah, I should definitely throw YouTube in more often. That's awesome. a that's a good call there. Awesome. All right, hey, let's jump into random thoughts. It's time for random thoughts. Oh yeah. Um. Well, I'll start. Uh, how about espresso beans? Do you prefer them with the whole bean or crushed bean inside? Oh, I don't know. I just I buy the uh, uh, coffee beans ground up, ready to rock and roll to put into my coffee machine and make myself my uh, little espresso each day, and that that's it. I don't even think about it. That's I'm, a good random thought, isn't it? I'm a, <laughs> I'm a weird sort of guy because well, look, I come from a ta- an Italian background. And Italians love their coffee. And everyone sort of does it slightly differently. Like I saw like a certain bl- bl- blend from this and that. You know, some people use those coffee pods. You see that and you put them in yep. the machine. And I'm just like, that doesn't taste like, doesn't taste I right. did the Keurig for a while, but it's not strong enough. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you only get one cup. You know, even if you like stretch it, you only get uh, 16 ounces. Which is nothing. That's not enough. You know, it's not. But like, I I'll... make two pots of coffee at least a day. Oh, at geez. least. What? That's insane. I just do two espressos a day. That's it. Because I don't drink milk or anything like that. <laughs> but I just remember, like, you know, the first job I ever had with, co- you know, and um, uh, my first accounting job. And I was first year uni and I got there and I was working. And I said, <laughs> eh, oh, Turch, we're doing a coffee run. What would you like? And I said, oh, I don't drink. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. Um, you know, all good. And they, they go to me, wait a minute. You don't drink. Co- you're working in an accounting firm. You're studying accounting <laughs> at university and you go to university, you're Italian and you're working They're in like, an office. You're breaking a rule somewhere. And you're not, you don't drink coffee. And I'm like, oh, I'll have whatever <laughs> the boss is having. Anyway, he comes back and luckily for me, because I don't, like I said, don't drink milk. He just had an espresso, just a short, short, short drink. Ooh, good thing they didn't give you like the six shot Eagle vision or something. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I could have been seeing through your desk. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, since then I haven't, but uh, yeah, I think that I like the fact that I, you can grind up your own coffee beans. Like, you know, I would love to be able to do that every day. I think there's something nice about the smell of fresh coffee beans, but, um, when it comes to having the cup of coffee, don't, you know, coffee beans. I do like the espresso. No fuss, no muss. You don't have to have creamer and all that extra jazz. You guys, uh, Americans like far too sweet a coffee my like you know my partner went to the u.s and had coffee then she was like that's ridiculous you guys mm-hmm. just have it's like more sugar than it's coffee. like a dessert yeah <laughs> it's like a dessert and there's so many kinds of frappuccinos and like 
like every coffee is like drinking a dessert. I can't take all the sweet. I do like a half and half. Yeah. Like I'll do like a little bit, of, a little teeny bit of like a sweet and cre- sweet creamer, and then like I'll do. I've got some right now. I've got some layered Hamilton superfood yeah. creamer. That's all coconut and aqua neen or some, you know, good for you MCT oils and stuff. And so I do like half that and half a little teeny bit of sweet creamer just to, just to, for taste. And it's nice because it's, uh, it's good. It's strong. It's got a little bit of sweetness to cover the bitter, but not so much that you're gagging on the sugar. I'm the opposite. I'm just like, make it bitter, make it more bitter. The better. I, I think it's like alcohol. Like people love sweet alcohols. And like, you know, that mm-hmm. love going, oh, I want to have like a mixed drink and I want like that a raspberry taste at the end. I'm like, man, I want to know if I'm drinking alcohol, I want to make <laughs> sure that it tastes like alcohol. Like, you know, I want a whiskey. I want a nice beer. Like, you know, I don't want any, I, you know, I don't want to add like a sugar cube to, to my vodka. I just Yeah, that and that sugar will make your hangover so much worse so much the next worse, day too. You know? And I feel like that's almost yeah. the same, same with coffee. Like, you know, if you're putting so much sugar or or milk or cream or, or this and that into your coffee it you know you don't really like coffee then you like mm-hmm. the other, the other yeah taste. you don't like a little coffee flavoring yeah. in your sugar drink you your, know, your sugary milk exactly right you're like you want the stimulant without without the pain of the stimulant you know it's got to hurt just that little bit just to make you know yeah i tried to go black for a while there i went on a health kick and i went all black coffee yeah. But it was tearing on my stomach. I think it was giving me an ulcer, so yeah, I had yeah. to I had to go back to a little bit of creamer and, in there. And going on the opposite end of the spectrum, the Italians, especially like my dad, who was born there and came here when he was a young kid, like he grew up. It's like oh, when you have coffee, like you know, during the day, normal espresso, this and that. In night, you add like aniseed tasting, like you know, licorice sort of tasting alcohols into your coffee to have with your cake. Mm-hmm. So you have this nice, sweet Italian cake, and then your coffee tastes like coffee and licorice. Mm, <laughs> but not sweet yeah. licorice, like a real aniseed sort of taste. So that's how I grew up. So like when people go, oh, I'm going to have caramel frappuccino. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's so <laughs> yeah. real. It's... Caramel, like a chip with a, <laughs> you know, salted swirl and... <laughs> Oh, they're gross. Or like the ones that have grossed me out the most are whenever they put out one of the specialty ones, like the uh, the zombie frap or the yeah. unicorn frap. They don't even put coffee in those. Yeah, those are just sweetener and sugar and milk. That's it. They don't even put coffee in them. Well, Starbucks came to Australia. I can't remember how long ago, but basically, like they made like like fifty shops in 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 Australia, and I would say about. 80% of them have shut down because Australians just don't like the abundance of other flavors within their coffee. Like we're, we've got a really, you know, big European migration that happened within the 1950s, 60s and 70s where they're just like, yeah. all we want is coffee. Like, you know, coffee, you know, coffee, yeah. you, know you can put a little teeny bit of sweetener in it or yeah. a little teeny bit of creamer in it to calm it, calm it down, but yeah, exactly. Just coffee. Well, that's it. Like the like the, one of the big places in Australia, uh, in Melbourne anyway, is um, um, Pellegrini's, and you know, and that guy has been you know, oh, he passed away sadly, got very sad, tragic events. But he was running, he's been like ran that shop for like fifty years with basically the same menu, and people would just go, "Do you want a coffee? You're in Melbourne, yes. This is where you have to go. There's nowhere else." <laughs> nice yeah i heard that you have a tasteless joke of the week 
<laughs> I certainly do. You want to play the drop? Grab your barf bags. It's time for the tasteless joke of the week. All right, this is an oldie but a goodie. Um, so, an Indian boy comes to his father one day, and he's he's pissed. He's irate. And he says, Father, Father, this is the worst. Why? Why did you have to name me what you named me, Father? <laughs> and the father says, well, you know, it's Indian tradition, my son, that when your mother walks out after giving birth, that she names the child after the first thing that she sees when she walks out of the teepee. Oh, this is a, not a very PC joke anymore, is it? <laughs> as an but anyway, as an so uh, I, he's I, like, I... well, that's fine, father. That's totally fine. You know, I know my older sister running water. Mom walked out, saw the creek. Yep, that's great. That's great. And my second oldest sister running fox. Man, that's a good name, father. You know, mom walked out, saw running fox. But father... Fucking horse is the worst name ever. <laughs> Classic joke. Classic. Oh, yeah. That's a fun one. It's always. And uh, oh, my six-year-old, he was dying. <laughs> and then I then I realized, you know, sheepishly that maybe I shouldn't have told him that one quite yet. Oh, that's all right. We, we grew up with a whole bunch of, like I said, you know, Italians and the Greeks don't get along. So, you know, when people say they're going to solve racism, if they can solve the fact that the Italians and the Greeks and the Greeks and the Italians hate each other, um, <laughs> that's a miracle. That's almost you know. Uh, <laughs> that would be the end of racism. Yeah, the end of racism altogether. You know. Um, uh, but the uh, here, uh, here it's a weird racist. Uh, the racism spectrum in America is really strange because if you go by the media, it's um, it's all whites hate blacks. Mm. But if you go by like Twitter, black people are. Really racist. Yeah, it's like, it's always I mean, an like interesting and they, they don't even like try to be like be subtle about it. Sometimes they're just really racist. Yeah. They're like white people shit and stuff, and you're like, damn, I, I wouldn't say that's black people know, shit. I, I always, I always <laughs> think to myself for that. I always think to myself that that's just how human nature is. I mean, you know, you talk to Chinese people and they hate the Japanese. You know, yeah, again, for sure. You hate, you know, the Italians hate the Greeks. And the Greeks hate the Italians. Like, but you guys are like live literally like in the, <laughs> the space of where all Europeans live is smaller than Australia, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And you guys and hate you've each got other. You got this tiny, beautiful little country that you all live in together. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really nice there. Yeah. Be happy. So, the, so I was going to say the ta- tasteless joke of the week is always a classic. It's it's nice, simple one. The Greeks, did you know, invented sex. You know, they invented everything, yeah. the Greeks. But the good thing is the Italians showed it to the women. <laughs> it is a good one. And, and I thank them for it. Those, those Greeks. Yeah. It's all Greek to sex, me. Sex with women at lasagna and pizza. We nailed it all. That's, <laughs> we, we had <laughs> to collapse job. after that. What's left? <laughs> That's helping the world. Mm. Let's see. What's my contribution? Irish, French, Canadian, American. <laughs> oh, there's not a whole lot to go on. There. I, I, Although I do have some crazy family backstory. Um, I guess I my family is from Canada because my like great 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 grandpa killed somebody and then fled from the United States and moved up to Canada. Um, had a couple of kids up there who continued on the family. He died, and then they all moved back down to the U.S. 
<laughs> we've uh, we've been trying to find out a whole bunch about it, my uh, dad's side, and apparently my my I'm sure my grandfather was going senile and losing his brain, but apparently he would he'd tell these stories to my older cousin who was doing like this family history sort of stuff. He was telling stories about how his great grandfather, his great his grandfather, I think so, our great 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 grandfather, would. Uh, killed like three people for stealing his goats and my grandfather wow. remembers visiting him at prison he was who was he was in there for like three weeks for killing these people but they were german so it was okay <laughs> to kill them <laughs> <laughs> weird world weird world uh jason i am yeah, all out you of, know I am, there's always going to be some racism there oh, somewhere around it's the best racism is always funny i don't know what people say you know racism against for me, it's hilarious because to anyone to think that people are better than the Italians, I mean that's mm-hmm. just stupid. And you know what? If you look at things with a sense of humor, it's it's going to be a lot easier to take things. Absolutely, Jason. I am completely out of material on my end. <laughs> I don't know if you've got anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting there myself. <laughs> uh, let's do a couple of let's do a couple of rants and then we'll finish this whole shit show oh, up. Thank. You. What have you got for for a rant this time? Uh, for my rant, this is my uh, we only do one tank uh, rant extravaganza, <laughs> and uh, since we've been talking about it, I'm gonna go off on virtue signalers. Hey. <laughs> uh, oh God, you scuzzy little mother! Uh, give us an example. Of, give us an most, example. One of my most most unfavorite things right now is that with this whole pandemic crap. Every single company in America right now has an advertising slogan. That is, we are taking care of you. We are here for you during these trying times. We will always be at your side. You know, and then it's like Fannie Mae or something. And you're like, you are not, you rich bastards. You don't even care. Quit saying that crap. I've been hating that as well. I I ranted about it on our podcast about the uh, of the influx of emails I've received from companies saying, in these trying times, we still care about you. It's like, don't send me an email. <laughs> Out of all of the, of and all... on top of that, they say that, but then they're still giving me my next month's bill. Yeah. So they're not like, hey, we care about you. Take a month off. The, you nah. know what the worst one is? I, I own an investment property and my bank home is like, can we help you with anything? I'm like, well... You could stop my mortgage repayments for three months until everything goes back. Oh, that's only if you meet all these stipulations. I went, well, <laughs> don't worry then. I, th- none of those. Uh, that's just way too much paper. I do enough paperwork. Thanks so out. much for helping me, yeah, you guys. That, Thanks. You know, you fill it out for me. I'll tell you when to stop. When when I'm ready to start paying again. That'll be fantastic. Uh, ridiculous. Absolutely oh, yeah. ridiculous. And, and gosh, it's been the worst. Like, uh, I I filed for unemployment. Uh, last month yeah. and I haven't even heard anything. That's how, that's how backlogged it is. Like At least, I, I'm not even in the system yet. Uh, if, if, if it makes you feel any better, the first day that uh, the Australian government decided to start paying people, giving people more benefit, like, you know, welfare, I guess uh, the first thing that happened was the internet site went down for a week. <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> working great. Yeah, how are they doing? How are they doing for stimulus over there? Uh, we don't really have a stimulus package, but if you do go unemployed, it's increased like a, the weekly payment or fortnightly payments increased by about two to $300. So people can still sort of get through and stuff like that, 
which is really good. Um, I just don't like the fact that we're printing money, um, being the, the economics guy, because it's only going to affect a whole bunch of things down the line. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with the economic recovery going forward. Uh, for both countries, same as the USA, I mean, you and your 1,200 uh, Trump bucks, um, I don't know. How, oh, God, that's the worst. I don't, I don't it's know. like, why are you giving it to the companies? Yeah. Why are you giving it to the companies? Yeah, I, I Those guys are doing good. You know what? They've been doing good oh, for years. You know, as an Australian, like, you know, Australian politics is pretty boring compared to the USA one. And I've got to admit, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you went Trump over Hillary because Hillary's tax plan was the worst tax plan in the history of the US. <laughs> Um, taxation. Oh yeah, but, she's totally a corporate Democrat. She would have done the same thing. She would have been working deals and and cutting taxes for corporations worse, and she would have killed doing all the same stuff that Trump's doing. Probably worse, but she probably yeah. wouldn't have been trying so hard to make money off of it. Yeah, I think she would have tried just a little bit less than Trump. I think does. she would have made money off it in a different way. You know, maybe Epstein. Oh, always, maybe Epstein have wouldn't have had that. to kill himself. You never know. But um. Yeah, I think for me, yeah, her trail of bodies was terrible too. <laughs> like, uh, man, people just came up. So many people commit suicide around Hillary. It's amazing, and like they always do it the same way. It's like three shots in the back of the head. <laughs> I don't even know the logistics of how they commit suicide like I'm that, amazed. but obviously I love suicide. How Jeffrey Epstein hung himself in a room that didn't have anything taller than him. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> uh, I think for me, look, like if you want to bad enough, you can figure out the logistics, right? <laughs> I guess so. Well, I'm going to say a quick rant and then wrap it up because I'm going to go have some dinner. It's that lovely time of the day for me. Uh, but, the big, but the big thing is uh, recently is uh, the whole point of the staying at home within the pandemic is that we're trying to alleviate the stress and the overburden on our healthcare workers across the, across the world and to see them do a whole bunch of TikToks of them dancing um, I mean, I don't have time for that and I'm working every day. So I'd love, to, I'd, I'd really love them to stop doing that. Like if they say they're so overburdened and so overworked and having to do long hour shifts, but if they're spending, you know, I'm not a dancer and I would assume a lot of those people that are nurses and doctors aren't dancers either. And it would take me a good 20 to 30 minutes to learn a three minute dance routine maybe even longer, especially in time. But if you have time to dress up in your masks and stay in your scrubs and uh, evacuate a whole section of a hospital to do a dance with your other other members of staff, all at the same time, <laughs> all at the same time, I think that potentially maybe you don't all need to be there. Or maybe we should... Re- yeah, maybe they're not social distancing properly maybe, anyway. Well, maybe they're not social distancing or... Uh, <laughs> maybe you know just don't do that like you know like you you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too you know you can't complain about being overly busy and we're gonna do a dance maybe do two yeah that would be like uh that'd be like workers at the world trade center bombing uh you know that would be like them doing TikTok dances yeah. while they're cleaning up the debris. You know, like he picks up a brick and then he's like, whoa, yeah, oh, yeah, you know. Come on. Put some <laughs> village throws people the brick on, in the boys. pile and goes to the next one. Yeah, put some village people on, people. I'm the construction worker. We'll get the we'll get the Indian in here. We'll get the uh, the police officers over there. He's going to start singing Macho Man. We're going to do a quick thing to in- <laughs> inspire all the people who are really got affected by this crisis, you know, all the important stuff. Yep. 
you're going to walk up to this pile of rubble. You're going to grab this little kid's hand and yank him out of the rubble. And then we're going to drop a beat. (laughs) 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 Saving lives, bro. (laughs) Well, that's all I had with the rants as well. Um, That's it. (laughs) Awesome. Um, I have one more shout out before we finish this up. Um, I want to send a big shout out to the splash damage bros podcast. Because I just won a contest of theirs. Hey! Uh, I won a contest, and they sent me a October 1997 Game Pro magazine with Final Fantasy VII oh. featured in it. It was like they reached back in time 23 years and grabbed the magazine from my bookshelf and then handed it to me. And it was so nostalgia-licious. Going through that magazine was so cool. It was like a teeny piece of my of my. My youth. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I think so I saw Splash something... Damage Bros podcast. Thank you so much. That was so I've cool. I've definitely got to get on to and have a bit of a listen to that. But I did see your photos of it today, and I'm like, that's pretty nifty. I haven't seen a magazine like that in, in years. Did yeah. you like that Sega Saturn ad oh. with the uh, with the mushroom cloud blowing up Manhattan? Oh. And you could even see the World Trade Center towers <laughs> in the explosion. <laughs> Oh man, it was like two or three years before 9-11. I was like, wow, that would not fly nowadays. Amazing sort of stuff. Amazing sort of stuff. Well, Jason, thank you so much (laughs) for having me on your show. It's been an absolute blast. I'm sorry that I've been a bit of a dick and 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 stuff like that. uh, Uh, But now we're on. I'll send this to you ASAP. But I thought I'd just quickly shout out to my podcast. If you like what I do here, or what I've been doing with Jason here, definitely get onto my podcast. It's the We Only Do One Take podcast. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and on the, all the social medias on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook. And we have this uh, little rule at our show. If you'd like to send us in some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, you can just record it on your phone or email us at We Only Do One Take podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're accepting all sorts of fun stuff because we're about to do our big 100th episode slash Kieran's birthday. So if you want to send something in, please do. We're recording really soon. So hopefully everyone will have fun. But Jason, thank you so much for having me on your awesome. show. Awesome. I always have so much. I always have a great time listening to your podcast. <laughs> I love it. And 100 episodes. That's awesome. If I was doing it weekly, I'd be right around there myself. Yeah, but awesome. since I'm such a slacker. This is number 47, and that's all you get right at the moment. Awesome. All right, so everybody, thanks again for listening. Feel free to favorite, share, or rate Mixed Media Forest on your favorite podcast player or on iTunes. I can be found on Twitter at Media Forest Cast, or follow my comedy page on Twitter at Jason Lampro. That's J-A-S-O-N-L-A-M-P-R-O-E. Got a favorite game, movie, app, book, album, podcast, etc., etc. Email me. <laughs> at mixedmediaforce at gmail.com. Oh, and I, I, I do have one more thing. Let me search for it. Sure. Where did it go? <laughs> oh, I have I have a great quote to, to end us on. Ah. From the universe. It's as if everyone has a built-in happiness now button, which can instantly change how they feel, no matter what's going on in their lives. But for many, most of the time, they prefer not to push it. <laughs> go on. Push it real good. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Jason. We'll talk much to you soon. Much love, everybody. Bye. Are you getting bored with the current podcast you're listening to? Hopefully not. But if you are, I've got one for you that's going to blow your mind. 
I have friends and family on to talk about anything ranging from sports, music, drinking, the paranormal, and it is probably the worst podcast you're ever going to listen to. Cheap microphones, free software, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Just take a quick listen to it if you don't believe me, because it's garbage. Weller Podcast. Available on Spotify, Google, Apple, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. I, there's a whole bunch more. I don't even know. That's how good I am at this.